What's up, guys? This is Roland Buck III. I play Noah Sexton on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Christmas on the square, all without a care. Lovely day. Gifts exchanged and carolers sing. Lovers walk in pairs. How romantic! Christmas lights and snowball fights. Better don't be rude. Oh my eye! Friends and neighbors, cotton capers. Christmas on the square. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 164 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today we are doing our second annual Christmas movie episode. So last year it was all Hallmark. This year it's everything. It's like Hallmark, Netflix, Hulu, Lifetime, whoever else wants to put out a Christmas movie. You name it, we've covered it. So um, you guys know me. You guys know Bryna. You also know our special guest. She is back. We usually do two episodes a year with her, but we didn't get our ATX episode this year because obvious reasons. But friend of the pod and Us Weekly senior entertainment editor Emily Longaretta is back. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to, I always look forward to hanging out with you guys whenever I possibly can. So I love that we chat. I, I really missed ATX, as I'm sure you guys did as well. Oh. So at least we're doing this one. I yeah. know. Yeah. It was not the same. It was not the same oh. without ATX this year. And they did a great job, but I, yeah. I miss being there. I love Austin. So anytime I can get away. Yeah, they, it was just such a double whammy for them, too, because like they tried their best to put on the best festival they could. And then George Floyd happened a week before that. And just, you know, yeah. it's just been a rough year. Yeah, it has been 2020. Like, I'm ready for it to be over. But I would say the highlight is like holiday movies. So, like, <laughs> At least we have these movies, right, to kind of keep us sane in the middle of this craziness. Yeah, Good. Is it, they somehow found a way to film all of these. So I know. <laughs> is it just me though, or like, are as you guys watch these, are you're like, why is everyone so close together? Like, why are they not wearing masks? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, anything that the, any show even that I watch now, it's like I'm like, wait, where's their mask? Like, someone like hugs them. Like, why are you hugging? Why? What? Yeah. yeah, some shows are doing that now, too, where they're just like, well, you know, COVID's there, but it's not like our foremost concern. I'm like, well, that's not close to reality. It's like our foremost concern, no matter what we do. Oh, and I feel like it's probably going to be that way for a while, but we'll escape in any way we can. Yeah, I hear you there. Hear you there. So um, before we get into the episode, we always like to touch on the news. There's a little bit this week. And the reason we're covering it with Emily is because part of this was Emily's doing. So... <laughs> Emily, you somehow got Derek Haas out of hiding last week. How did you do that? <laughs> so I I adore Derek, as I know you guys do, too. And I mean, the whole one Chicago family adores him because he's just the best. But um, he has written a lot of great books over the years and actually had um, he wrote a small part in an upcoming book that I shared the link to and it's available on Amazon. It's also available at local bookstores. And I have to plug that because it's really important to him that people shop locally. And I think it's really awesome, but we, you know, we're chatting about it and I was trying to figure out how I could help promote something like that. And obviously with us weekly, I can, I can do a little bit of that, but there's only so much I can do. So I, you know, was like, well, you know what people want is like you back on Twitter. Like, let's be honest, people want to hear from you because you tease, he gives the best teases and makes people so excited. And I constantly get Chicago fire questions 
on my Twitter, as I'm sure you guys do as well, about what we, what you know and what's coming. And I'm like, I can't tell. Like, I don't have any idea. So, well, I don't know. I'm like, let's hear from him. So I said, you know, why don't you just take over my Twitter for a little bit on Sunday? I'll have people send in questions. Like, I'll make sure to get enough retweets on the book. And, you know, we did it and it worked out. And he was, I mean, amazing. And I feel like we teased, he teased quite a bit. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. The two biggest ones we got. So there apparently will be some form of a proposal on fire this year. (laughs) I feel like he said that in the most roundabout way possible. Yeah. A ring and a bended knee, uh, you know. Or whatever that version looks like on fire. So I don't know exactly what that will mean. Um, I think a lot of people are assuming and hoping for Stella Ride. I obviously am also hoping that that (laughs) happens, but... I don't know. I think it could be a little, I feel like if it was that, he may not have given that away. So I feel like it might be something completely different. Knowing Derek, it's going to be something where like they're on a call and like a patient drops a ring or something. And right before they put him in the ambo, the, the woman's like, my ring. And then Casey like kneels down to get it up. Knowing Derek, that's what it is. I would love that. <laughs> Let's make that happen. I'm going to text that to Derek after this call. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that, like, over the years, like, you've got to be really careful how you phrase certain questions with him because he will take the easy way out any way he can. Oh, 100%. He also, he knows he's very smart and knows, like, how can I say this without saying it? Which is, as a reporter, something I love about him because, like, it makes a great headline. It makes things people want to talk about and makes a discussion, which is what he wants ultimately too. So mm-hmm. it works out. Right. And he just loves to troll too. So like, even oh, yeah. if it's not actually true, he'll just say something just to rile up the fans, which I yeah. also love about him. I think one of his answers was like, Oh, did I say that? Like, I don't remember if I said, and I was like, Oh, he's, these fans are going to be so mad. And they were such so. a troll, such a troll. The biggest soundbite that we got, I mean, the proposal part was like pretty huge, but the biggest thing is that there might be a cruise baby. I'm so excited about this. And I'll tell you, we were wrapping up and he was like, all right, here's my, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write out my last one now. And I was like, wait, we have one more question. <laughs> Cause I saw that come in just at this moment. And I was like, you got to answer this one. And he's like, I told him like, if you don't want to answer stuff like that, I, cause I flagged which ones I think were be good. And I flagged it and I was like, he's not going to answer it. And then he answered and I'm like, Oh, exactly what I wanted. A perfect way to end it. Um, he said some news on that front either way. So I guess that that means he may, or I guess they'll probably be discussing it soon, even if they don't. But I, uh, how amazing would that be? It would be the best. Although, (laughs) although we know how one Chicago handles pregnancies, their track record is not good. Not great. Yeah. I feel like the only like parent we've seen recently was like when Bowden had a baby, but we barely saw anything with that. So (laughs) Yeah. yeah, not great. And like Chicago PD, I just was like blocked that out of my mind. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But no, Cruz is a dad. I want to see it. Wanna I want to see it at see some it point. Too. I want like baby at Zumba. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, baby Zumba. Yes, yes. all yes. the like mommy and me type classes. And yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah, I would love that. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, I you know I don't know how much we're gonna get of that, but. I think there's clearly a plan and I don't think Derek would have made that up because he knows people are going to be coming back for that information. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Uh, the other bit of news we have is there is some casting news from Chicago PD, which is awesome that none of us saw coming, but Cleveland Berto Brooks, he is joining Chicago PD as a series regular. 
He has booked the role of Officer Jalen Walker and will portray a character who is super idealistic and in all ways a golden boy. His character turned down Wall Street to work for Chicago PD and he wants to see if he can make a difference and change the status quo. All right. I mean, I'm always in for new characters and I think Chicago PD, like, I don't know. I think that that's, I think that's probably a good move is adding, but, but I don't know. I, I get, I get nervous with that because I love the Chicago PD cast and they've changed so much over the past couple seasons. And I just, oh, I hope it stays like true to what it is. And I, I mean, I know you guys agree with that. Yeah. Well, Gina and I were talking about the other day. I wonder if it's going to go back to patrol. Cause I mean, obviously he's probably not going to go straight away and enjoy, join intelligence. I wouldn't imagine. So I wonder if they're going back to a little bit of like covering the patrol which would be interesting too well i think that it would also i think that'd be really smart on their end especially because they've been doing such a good job covering the black lives matter movement in Mm -hmm. chicago and obviously he's black and as a black patrolman what he goes through i think would be really interesting so i would love to see that i loved the patrol stuff to begin with so i feel like that'd be really fun yeah yeah so that'll be exciting so um, that's all the news we've got. We didn't really have a ton, uh, but you guys know the drill. If you see anything, please send it to us. You're very helpful. Again, it's two of us against a big old internet. So just send us whatever you see. Um, but without further ado, it is time to move into the episode. So especially this year, I feel like the Hallmark movies are needed more now than ever before. Cause this year's just been a dumpster fire. What do you guys think? Uh, I was looking forward to it a hundred percent more. Like, I feel like I was like counting down until the first ones were dropping because I, I mean, my friends make fun of me because I watch them all year round. Like I love Christmas movies and there are certain ones that are DVR on my TV that I will not delete. Um, (laughs) But just because like sometimes in July I want to watch it. So I think like that this was this year for sure. Oh, much, much needed. Wait, Emily, I have to ask you, which ones do you have DVR'd? Oh man. One of my favorites ever is, um, it's called A Wish for Christmas. It's from 2016 with Lacey Chabert. And she was actually pregnant when she filmed it, which you would never know because she's tiny um, in the movie. But it's so, like, uplifting and sweet. So that one is, like, my go-to when I'm in a mood. I need to be, like, calm. And I feel like that's my, yeah, that's my go-to. I love that. My boyfriend and I have enacted what we call the Lacey Chabert rule, where when we go through the schedule to pick, you know, movies to DVR, with like we'll go through, like, Hallmark and movies and mysteries and everything. If we see one that has Lacey, we have to DVR it. It's just the Lacey rule. That's what we've done. Yeah. Totally. I do the same with Candace Cameron and Briar because I feel like, I mean, they're the queens of Hallmark. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's like, pretty... good for them. That's got to be such a sweet gig as an actor to, like, get yourself to that point where, like, you're, like, a regular on Hallmark movies. 100%. And now, like, they're picking which one. They have their pick of it. Like, I think they're the first two that Hallmark calls and, like, here's the scripts we have. Which, what do you guys think? And it's like, what an amazing job. Like, yeah. yeah. I want and that. It's... And I feel like as far as the guys go, I feel like anytime I see Luke McFarlane in any Hallmark Christmas movie, I'm like, yep, gonna watch that. I don't even care what it's about. Like, he, I was like, his movies are just, I love all of his movies. Yeah, I think Luke McFarlane, Mark Lucas is another one for me that I'm like, oh yeah, I want anything that he does, I'm down. And I will say, Will Kemp, I'm sure we'll mention it later, but like Christmas Waltz this year was superb and Will Kemp like blew my mind. I love him so much now more than ever. I'm so glad you've seen Christmas Waltz because I was going to talk about that one too. Good. That's a good one. I'm getting into that point with Sam Page. Anytime he's in a Christmas movie, I'm like, yes done well are you are you guys bold type viewers i can't remember yeah exactly so i'm like drool anytime i see him love him plus christmas in rome was just so freaking good (laughs) 
I literally watched it last night. It was on again. Yeah. So. It's so good. Yeah. So good. It's just so good. So um, as I said before, last year we did pretty much just Hallmark. But this year, so many other platforms have opened themselves up to doing these Christmas movies that we're just going to talk about all of them. So um, the big one that we're going to start with first, because, you know, we, we usually start with the ones with like the one Chicago connections. And this year there weren't as many, but there were some like distant ones that we could make. So it's only right that we start with Christmas on the Square because, you know. <laughs> You have Josh Segarra and Treat Williams, plus my love for Dolly Parton, which, by the way, Emily, I have to show you what Bryna got me for my birthday this week. Can you see this? She got me a Dolly Parton coloring book. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Best gift That's ever. pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. I love that. Um, so, well, why, why don't, I feel like you have to be the critic then. What did you think of Christmas on the <laughs> I mean, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's so good. It was, it was perfect in every way, shape, and form. It was like the if you like had to map out what a like campy, cheesy, feel good Christmas movie with like a bunch of beautiful people is, that's Christmas on the Square. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Plus the great singing and dancing. Like I mean love a good musical number. Yes. It was yes. so campy and so cheesy, but I feel like the only reason that we were watching it and be like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome is because it was Dolly. She gets away with everything. Well, yeah, I think the whole cast, like everyone in it, yeah. I was like into. So I, if it wasn't them, like I probably would not have enjoyed it. But right. because it was, I'm like, oh, I'll watch this four or five times this year. It's fine. It's so good. Yeah, I, I was like, I was going to say, as soon as it was like I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, and this person, yes, this person, yep, Janine Mason, yep, Josh Agara, cool. Like I'm in, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm the last person on earth who knew that Christine Baranski like came from Broadway and it's like supremely talented. Oh my, she's a legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you didn't know that. I know, for somebody who like loves Broadway but knows absolutely nothing, yeah. <laughs> Super talented. Um, the biggest takeaway that I had, and Brian, I think you agree with me here, is that Josh Segarra is an absolute snack in this film. <laughs> so he I was love a him. snack on Chicago PD, are you kidding? Like, what? He, he is so adorable. I like, love someone, everything yeah. about him. Just like, He can't do no wrong. He can't do any, anything I want to see him in more stuff. I feel like I'm sure he is doing stuff, and I probably sound horrible saying that I like I'm sure he is and I'm just missing it mm -hmm. um but I hope he does like more things like this because he did a good job and I feel like he was like it was a good part for him so I know good. I want him to go back on Broadway yeah so so good so he's very talented yeah and I, I knew that about Josh like I knew he could sing like right after Justin died on C on, uh, on PD I was in New York City for a weekend and he was in all the billboards for like that Gloria Estefan musical and so the whole mm -hmm. time I was there I was like oh Justin's alive this is so comforting so like I knew he could sing I did not know that Treat Williams could sing yeah I don't think I knew that either Treat Williams is everywhere and I'm loving it <laughs> because I will say he is also a treat. I am into older men and I'm very into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, my, even when he like when he first joined PD, I remember being like or fire. I was like so stoked because I was such an Everwood fan that I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, like the dream dad is back. <laughs> Sign me up for everything. We have a friend who's just starting Everwood. Um, Bryna Ashley just started it the other day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm simultaneously excited for you and a little, like, scared. Because there are some points at the later season where it gets a little off the rails. And I'm talking about the whole babysitter storyline. But I think that that's every, like, early WWE. Yeah. Like, uh, we all love One Tree Hill here, but, like, 
let's yeah. we know that <laughs> that toe was like lost its marbles. So yeah. it, that's just what makes a good WBCW yeah. show. It's true. Yeah, exactly. very very true. Um, I love that Janine Mason was in it. I didn't know she could sing. I sure as hell knew she could dance because, like, obviously. But mm-hmm. that was really good. Everything about that was just so perfect. You know who the um the real like the the understated one was? Um, Violet's dad. He can sing. Oh yeah, yeah good, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it. Again, just love everything about this movie. I've watched it now like three or four times. I, no shame. It's, yeah, absolutely it, not. It's perfect. It's perfect. So perfect. Any other notes on Christmas on the Square? No, just looks like we covered everything. Solid, <laughs> it's, solid it's perfect, and Josh Segarra is a snack, and I feel like that's all you need to know. <laughs> exactly. Most important information. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So next up on the list, we again, we're keeping it one Chicago adjacent. We didn't really have a ton this year, again, so we're just kind of going with what we have to work with. So A Nashville Christmas Carol is next up, and this had Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown. Was he the guy? Yeah. And this was just, again, perfect and cutesy and nice and just, like, happy. I love a country music crossover. So, like, <laughs> anytime, like, are you kidding with those <laughs> legends that show up? I'm, like, so into it. So on board. Wes Brown is also one that I should have mentioned earlier that, like, he's on my list of, like, the guys on Hallmark that I love. Yeah. So that was great. It was a little awkward with timing because I feel like it aired right after we saw the Met episode that she, like, left town and was, like, <laughs> yeah. super strung out. And I was like, it's really weird to see this, like, this strung out girl now I'm walking around Nashville looking stunning. But but I was into it. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah. Say she's another one who I've seen. She's been in, like, a few now Hallmark Christmas movies, but, like, she's slowly working her way up my list of, like, okay, she's in one. Okay, cool. I'll watch it. Like, it doesn't really matter what it's about. Yeah, she did the first one. I think her first one was with Chad Michael Murray, Chad and I was Murray. so yeah. into it. I love that one. That one's yes. one of my favorites. Road to Christmas. Yes, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. That was so, so good. good. Yeah, um, I loved it. I loved how they had, um, is it Winona? Winona? How do I say her name? I don't listen to country. Winona. Okay. Winona. Yeah. Um, I love how she was, like, the country star that, like, you know, she came to her character, like, in dreams and stuff. I loved it. It was so cute. Ugh. I know. And I feel like the Brooks and Dunn guys have appeared randomly now on Hallmark. They must have some like connection or they or something. Yeah. But I love it. Like like, Santa. I was like, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. Um, I love the little videos they made as kids. And then like Wes Brown's character is just like, this is my best (laughs) friend. Like, (laughs) I always, I always kind of shy away from the movies that take on like a classic, like, this, in the beginning when it was like, oh, we're going to take on a Christmas carol. I was like, uh, I don't like, like, I, I want a new story. This one, like, nailed it to me because it didn't feel like, like, a ripoff. Like, it felt like a new story with just that, like, sprinkled in. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, Nashville Christmas Carol, adorable. So, um, any other thoughts on that one? I definitely did not know that Brooks and Dunn were in that movie because, again, hi, I don't listen to country. So yeah. How did you not know that? I don't know. Was the Santa. <laughs> I don't listen to who were the other two girls. There was like there was like the one act that they bumped so that um, somebody else could open. And apparently they're two big country singers. I don't know. Yeah. So Sarah Evans. Yeah. Right? That's Sarah, yeah, Sarah Evans, Evans was like the veteran one who was like pushed to the side. Yeah. 
Because they acted like she was like old. She's like 40. <laughs> I was really confused by that. Um, and then who? the other one was a younger star who I actually wasn't sure who she was. I think it may be Ray Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like relatively new. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's good too. But yeah. And then Kimberly Williams Hazley was like the spirit of Christmas the present. present. Yeah. And I think she's adorable because I mean, anyone she's in, I like. So, yeah. So cute. So cute. <laughs> That was a good one. So um, when we we get out of the one Chicago adjacent ones, and there were some other ones that were just kind of like bigger named, like bigger, they were they were promoted on a bigger level and stuff. So um, a popular one that was on Hallmark this year was Christmas in Vienna um, with Sarah Drew and who was the guy? I'm blanking. Brennan Elliott. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Who also has been in like so a few recently. Many. Yeah like yeah. recently and I'm pretty sure he also was in a show on Hallmark I want to say like a series yeah he does crossword mysteries which haven't haven't do, haven't, haven't seen done. that yet <laughs> haven't gone into that yet but maybe I would wait crosswood um, or crossword crossword word okay I was about to be like crosswood mysteries that sounds nice and like homey and something I'd be into but they if they just play crosswords I'm like no I'm good <laughs> mystery on Hallmark because you can't do like a, de- a scary death at all I mean it has to be like very light so <laughs> yeah um but I liked Vienna because it filmed in Vienna so I was like I could honestly like I liked the movie but I feel like I could have also just watched it on mute and been like so amazed by how it was like how it looked yeah, yeah. well and it is like a nice change from like the fact that it was actually filmed in Vienna versus like a lot of the Hallmark movies being filmed wherever and like pretending to be in some small town when it's actually in California on a set. Yeah. Like, like it was just actually nice to know that it was filmed in Vienna and felt very real. And I, I did really like that part too. Yeah. I was really into that. I feel like it was so pretty. And I, I haven't seen, I mean, I knew Sarah Drew from Grey's Anatomy, but I haven't seen her in like anything like this before. And I think she was so cute and charming. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. <clears throat> I mean, okay. Th- it- I thought the plot was a little unrealistic, but who's really going for realism in these plots, right? That she's, like, there for a violin thing and she's taking care of the three kids. Like, she's quite literally in Sound of Music. Yeah. Oh, that was 100% what it was. And she made a Sound of Music joke and, like, they, they didn't get it. And I was like, <laughs> who doesn't know Sound of Music? Like, I don't care how old you are. You know what Sound of Music is and what the story is. Yeah. Right. This is not some alternate reality where Sound of Music doesn't exist. Like, what are we talking <laughs> but yeah I thought it was cute it wasn't like my all-time favorite but like it was on like I've already watched it twice because it was on again and I watched it so it's not one that I would turn off (laughs) that's the beauty of these things is that I mean they're just so simple and so like nice and like delightful that if you catch them again you're just like sure I'll watch this for the third time yeah it's nice (laughs) and my thing is like I end up it's on and I'm flipping through and I'm like oh I'll just put it on while I do something and then I'm like sit get into bed and watch the entire thing and I'm like how did I just lose two hours when I was gonna be doing other things watching a movie that I've already seen yeah Yeah. and that's how I feel about the old ones too like now that they're just on I just keep it on in my room 24 hours a day and I'm just like oh I've seen that one before from 2014 but doesn't matter uh yeah I'm still gonna watch it all the way through because they make you feel good and like there's something so comforting about watching something that you know has a happy ending and so I feel like that's why people watch things that, like shows and t- shows that they've already watched because when you know the ending, you don't have to like try to figure it out in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's so comforting. And I feel like, like you said in the beginning, like, and especially right now, like I need some like reassurance in the back of my head that like everything's going to be okay. So for two hours, I can pretend that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Christmas in Vienna was a good one. And then over on Hulu, we got The Happiest Season, which this was like Hulu's first foray into like an original holiday movie. And I love it because they took a lot of risk there. You know, you had two LGBTQ leads, which is fantastic. um, Dan Levy was in it. Victor Garber was in it. Um, I mean, the cast was really good. And I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, I feel like it was Hulu being like, oh, you want to see what we can do? And like, <laughs> look at all these stars we got. And we have a gay couple at the front. Like, like I feel like they were like, we're going to pull out every stop. I will say, storyline wise, I wasn't like obsessed. And I probably, this is one that I probably wouldn't like run and watch again. But I didn't hate it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is horrible. And I've read mixed reviews. Some people really didn't like it mm-hmm. and really didn't like the ending which I won't spoil because I know people watch these at different times but um I'm very I really like I appreciate Hulu taking a risk I think it was it's insane that this that having two LGBTQ people at the front is a risk in 2020 but apparently in holiday movies it is so yeah Yeah. and the fact that it's like so newsworthy it's like oh this is the first time blah 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 and she's like what like yeah it's like it's insane but I was it was a relief to see Kristen Stewart doing a movie like this I feel like she is like this was fun to see her I feel like she looked like she was having fun I think this was my not that I'm like a huge Kristen Stewart fan but I think this was my favorite role I've ever seen her in like it just like it felt the most natural yeah (laughs) yeah it just felt the most natural and like she was yeah I just I loved her in this I thought it was great yeah. yeah, and I'm not I'm not a fan of hers. Like I I'm not there's a lot of things she's done I just haven't been into. Um but yeah, I think it was like you said natural. Obviously, she's in a relationship with a woman in real life. I don't know if right. that kind of played into it, but I also feel like it's her it was her being like finally like comfortable being herself. So, I thought it yeah. was nice to see because she's like she always plays like that uncomfortable awkward yeah Yeah. and sometimes it comes across on screen not as just her character but it's just like her being uncomfortable on screen and I didn't feel that in this one agreed yeah yeah I will say Harper's character drove me insane um yeah like she made me she made me really frustrated just because I mean yeah, I don't know. There was the point when um, one of the sisters accidentally outed Harper that, like, she had the opportunity to be like, no, I, I'm gay. Abby's my girlfriend. And she didn't take it. And that when when Kristen Stewart's character stormed out, I was like, done, done. Like, right. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And and then they found their way back to each other. And I was like, all right. I mean, OK. Right. Because I feel like in a holiday movie, they have to find their way back to each right. other. have to end up together. But it's like. Will will we ever see one where that doesn't happen? I know. Like, I know we want the happy ending. We always will have the happy ending. Like I said, that's the comfort of these movies. But we can also have a happy ending that's, like, not necessarily, like, tied in a bow. Right. Right. I mean, w- would it not have been a happy ending if she had ended up with Riley, Aubrey Plaza's character? Right. It would have been, I think, probably a lot more people would have been happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably, I, yeah, Harper got in my nerve. I would have been happy if she ended up with Riley, but... Yeah. I'm not a huge Aubrey Plaza fan, and I will say in this, I was, like, like all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really loved her in this. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that grated my nerves a little bit was how the family treated Jane. Yeah. <sighs> Cringeworthy, in my yes. mind. Yeah. Like, I get that it was supposed to be part of the plot, obviously, and just, like, the conflict of the whole family, but it was just not, not a good look. Yeah, not. no, it wasn't, and I was not 
into I you know how in um what's the Christmas the super famous Christmas movie The Family Stone how it's like Sarah Jessica Parker's character is like always saying the wrong thing and it's like funny at first and then super super cringy toward the middle yeah. I kind of got that feeling like all right like I'm done with it we don't need to see it over right. and over, and over again right like first time it was fine second mm-hmm. third fourth fifth yeah, yeah just like come on now get it yeah. They just, they painted her, like, she she's unique. She's original. She's comfortable in who she is. And they painted it in a negative light. And I, I, like, I didn't like that. At the end, when she, like, wrote her book, I was like, yes, Jane. Like, yes, get it. <laughs> Tell your family to suck it. That's not cool. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dan Levy was good, too. I love seeing Dan Levy anywhere. So, I mean. Yeah. I think, and I think that's, like, also Hulu, like, flexing their muscles. Because, like, they're like, he's best actor on tv right now so let's you know get him in a movie it's a big that's a big get right now he's like i mean obviously there's he's having his moment right now and he deserves it and i felt like he stole every scene he was in like every Mm -hmm. scene he was in he was the star it did not matter who he was with yeah i agree the running gag with the fish was nice like it was just so tiny but also pretty (laughs) funny yeah and good. not not many people can like pull off something like that without it being annoying and right. i feel like it was not annoying at all <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so yeah happiest season was was like different reactions but it was pretty good all in all so yeah. um usually we run through like the big movies and then we're just like okay like whatever our like honorable mention list but this year there's like a whole subsection of one tree hill movies because <laughs> my this is my favorite section <laughs> we like we usually we get like the hillary and tyler usually collaborate on something and then there's like a big to do and it's a great movie and it's adorable yeah. but we didn't get that this year because covid ruins everything hmm. but we did get a bunch of like little movies like chad michael murray was in one and joy lens and Jana kramer and you know nice so we've got a whole like subsection of one tree hill because one tree hill will never die yeah i <laughs> Um, before we dive in, have you seen the right stuff at all with James? I'm not done with it. I'm but not done with I'm, it either. I'm a few, I'm like, did I watch, I think I watched three or four. Maybe I'll do that on the plane this week. Maybe that's what I'll watch on the plane, actually, now that you reminded me. There's so much TV. Um, have you guys been watching? I've seen the first, like, three. I gotta go back and watch the rest. But the cast yeah. alone, I was like, and sold. Oh my gosh. I would watch that cast, like, paint a room. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'd watch James do anything, let's be honest, but I think, but like every single person in that I would do, so. Um, Colin Donahue is like almost unrecognizable because I've always been used to seeing him as Hook. And then when he like, he pops up on the right stuff and I'm like, who is, who is that? Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. We actually had a reporter go to set for that back in days when you could go to set. And I was like, (laughs) never so, never had been so jealous in my life because I was like that cast. I just want to like stare at them. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then, I mean, Patrick J. Adams is just, like, super talented. So, so talented. I mean, so sweet. Like, yeah. has the biggest heart and nicest person, like, which is just so rare, as you guys know. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to interview him one year at ATX. And, like, I just could have listened to him talk for hours. Because he was, like, mm-hmm. he was talking, like, really in-depth about, like, the acting process and the directing process. And that's the kind of nerd stuff I live for. So I was just like, tell me more. Like, mm-hmm. It was the best. So, yeah, he's super talented. Jake McDormand is such a dreamboat. Mm-hmm. He is so underrated. He's yeah. so underrated. I think people kind of think he's, like, a little, like, a joke. Like, not, not in a... I don't want to say a joke. I guess he's not like, like, he's just a goofy kid, but like, he's not and he can act. <laughs> right. He's grown up from his Greek days. And I think yes. people tend to associate him as only that. And it, he's, you know, he's grown up for sure. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I never watched Greek. I, I, you know, I'm missing out. It's a good yeah. It's yeah. a good, like, just, yeah. I feel like it's one of those shows you have to watch, but yeah, it's it's solid. Yeah, I didn't watch it when it was on, but I watched it, like, probably two or three years ago, and I was yeah. sold. It was okay. a solid binge. Okay, cool. I'll... I'm like, I'm, I'm in between shows right now and I'm like, where, like, what do I watch? What do I do? I just finished The West Wing and like that's seven seasons of like emotions and feelings. So that's a commitment to go from the beginning. I will say if I hadn't watched that when it was on, I probably would not rewatch it. Like I loved it, but I don't think I could like emotionally handle re- a whole rewatch now. I don't think I could have like, I, I don't think I could have watched it when it was live because it was like what, 97.05. So I was like, yeah, I was like the tail end of high school. Like there's no way. High school Gina would have been into that. It would have been like, uh, they're talking so weird. So like, oh yeah, my parent, my parents like had me watch it, and I at first same, and then by the end, like last two seasons, I was like obsessed with it. So <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about an ATX moment that I will always kick myself for? Um, whatever year they had the West Wing reunion, my friend and I were in the bar at Stephen of Austin, and Toby or not Toby, Richard Schiff and Bradley Whitford were like in the bar. And my friend just looks at me. She's like, you know, oh, my God, like Richard Schiff is like two feet behind you. And I looked at her and I was like, who's that? (laughs) I will kick myself for that night forever. I mean, that those moments happen all the time at ATX. I'm always like, I need to take a picture and introduce myself to every single person I meet at ATX because I swear you always hang out with someone and then they land like the role of a lifetime or you go back and watch it. I didn't watch Friday Night Lights until after the Friday Night Lights reunion at ATX. Can I tell you, I didn't even care about any of them when I was at ATX. I was like, <laughs> I was at the bar with like Scott Porter and I were hanging out at the bar and I could have not cared less. Oh my and God. Then I watched and was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, Gina won't watch Jane the Virgin because when we saw Justin Baldoni last year, she's like, I can't, now that I've like seen him, I know I'm going to like kick myself for not having met him that night. Yeah, he oh, can't do it. Person too. So yeah, really he was in the lobby, and I was I was probably editing the episode we all three had recorded, and yeah. I I saw him, and I was just like, oh, I should like do something, but I was like, but I've never seen the show. I'm just gonna sit here, and then I was just like, I'm gonna kick myself for this forever. I can never watch Jane the Virgin because I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, you will. The amount of times that's happened to me is just like unreal. So I just. <laughs> I'm like, I need to enjoy every second that I'm interviewing someone or talking to someone and being like, because I'm going to end up watching a show and being like, why, why didn't I do this? Yeah, exactly. 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 So, oh, goodness. So in the One Tree Hill section, we're going to start off with the Christmas house. This was Hallmark, right, Brenna? Yeah, Hallmark. Okay. So this had Jonathan Bennett and Rob Buckley. Two solid, solid leads. Treat Williams. You forgot about Treat Williams. I, I didn't get to catch this one. What? Gina! I okay. know, I know. My DVR, like, thing. deletes. This is, this was Hallmark's first movie with an LGBTQ couple. Yes. Um, Jonathan Bennett and the man who played his character, his yeah, husband, I who I don't know, um, were adorable and, like, trying to adopt. And I thought it was an amazing storyline. But I thought Hallmark was, like, pushing it in our face the entire time. And I was like... You literally have been giving us movies for so long where the main couple doesn't even kiss for two seconds. Like, they peck at the very end of the movie. This couple kissed 30 times through the movie. Like, (laughs) not that I'm complaining because, like, it's two men. I have no problem with that at all. But, like, can we get that in every movie? Yeah. I also thought my only other problem with it is, like, I'm glad that they finally took a step. But I also thought they, like, kind of promoted it so much. But then they aren't even the main couple. And it was, like... 
I'm like waiting for the Hallmark movie where they're actually the main couple. Yeah. Like it's nice to see that representation, but like I was like, why aren't they the main couple? Like I was very confused when I started watching. I was like, I thought this was about an LGBTQ couple, right. and it's no. not. They're just like, oh, he's the brother. Like he's yeah. Rob Buckley's brother. Oh, okay. Um, but again, Rob Buckley is adorable, and I yes. like love him and everything he does. I know. He, I love all of his Christmas movies, and I this one was no exception. I, I yeah. enjoy them more when they're with other One Tree Hill people, I will yes. say. But yes. I enjoy, but I liked him and I love Dream Williams. So. <laughs> but this one, again, wasn't one of my favorites. Probably not one that I would like actually watch over and over again. I mean, I don't think I would turn it off, but I'm not like scoping it's like a it solid, out. It's a solid like Christmas movie, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to watch it 10 million times, but yeah. it's solid. And Jonathan Bennett and his real-life boyfriend got engaged on the set, so that's adorable. I saw that. Oh, it's so sweet. I didn't realize it was on set. I saw that they got engaged. I didn't realize it was on set. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you I see the video he posted when they I did? Actually... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I interviewed Jonathan when I was at um, Christmas Con last year. And he, I asked about it, and Hallmark was not thrilled that I asked, but... Um, I asked like about the lack of representation on Hallmark and he was like, let me tell you if they have a gay couple and I'm not part of it, I'm going to be so mad. And so like this year I was like, I sent him a message on Twitter and was like, well, there you go. You made this happen. He was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, tell us more about Christmas Con. This sounds like the con of our dreams. Yeah. So last year they had Christmas Con for the first time in New Jersey. Um, it, I drove like an hour and a half and went to this convention center that was basically just like a barn in the middle of nowhere that <laughs> they'd like hung up Christmas lights in. And I was like, all right. And there were booths, you know, it was just like a normal convention. There were booths everywhere with like random stars that have been in anyone from like one Hallmark movie to like every single background character in the movie. It was very cute. Hallmark was a sponsor, obviously. So they had like a Hallmark section in the middle with like an amazing photo op in front of like a, a Christmas tree and then one in front of like a, um, a fireplace with stockings. It was so cute. I took the cutest <laughs> pictures. Um, and then we, I did, pr- there was like a press room, which was just like, I don't know, in another room that was uh, <laughs> this big open room with carpets and no chairs. So uh, just a whole open floor plan. So I just like stood there and they had a backdrop and people just stood in front. <laughs> <laughs> But I did some really fun interviews, and Chad McElmurray was there with his wife and kids. So I was like, that's really cute. And he, like, that's came back cute. there and was like, can you guys not, you know, obviously you guys know he doesn't post pictures of his kids. So mm-hmm. his wife and his kids were there, and they were, like, they brought them in the back to, like, take pictures with Santa. It was so adorable. And I, oh, my heart was, like, <laughs> thing. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much why I went, because Chad was there. But, I mean, I also covered it for work, so it was pretty fun. <laughs> That's cute. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. That's one thing I I miss a lot in this pandemic lifestyle. I miss cons. Same. Me too. I never thought I would because I hate the crowds. Like I love the, I love doing interviews and like hanging out with people, but I just hate like the massive crowds of like San Diego and New York. So I don't miss that, but I really miss like seeing people and like people that I've met at cons that I've become friends with. Like it's so crazy. It's a whole community. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, thanks for teeing us up with that segue with Chad, though. Because um, <laughs> after the Christmas house, we've got too close for Christmas. This one was on Lifetime. 
um, with Chad Michael Murray and Jessica Loundis. And I got to be honest, guys, I didn't like this one. His hair made me so mad I couldn't handle it. Right? Why did they have him wear a wig? I was so confused as to why they... At one point, you could literally see it, like, coming up on the side. I was so appalled that they would have... Like, Chad has great hair. It's fine like it is. Like, I just was so confused. I haven't gotten to see this one yet, and now I'm like, I need to go watch it only for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, her name is Haley, so it threw me off. Um, I didn't, like... Right? Am I, am I, I'm thinking yeah, her name was right? Haley. I thought his name was supposed to be Luke. So in the original press release, it was Luke. And I remember being like, I'm sorry, you're going to have their two characters be Luke and Haley? Like, are you joking? First of all, if I was Joy Lenz, I'd be like, why didn't you cast me? Are you kidding? <laughs> but second of all, like, they they then sent me a press release. I put, up an, I put up a sneak peek of the show, or of the movie, and they sent me the release the next day that was like, hey, we, just, we had to change his name. <laughs> so we changed his name if you could change it in your post. And I was like, Weird. I feel like people on Twitter were like, what? <laughs> it was just really odd. I you should have really trolled cool. them and been like, well, why did you have to change the name? I can't imagine why you would have to I, do that. Uh, but, but also, it's like he doesn't own that name. So I was also confused why they would have to change it. Well, like, I, he was yeah. Luke last year in the one with Tori DeVito. Yes, he was. So he does own that name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I love Jessica Lounges, and I think that she's like adorable, and I I will watch hers every year. But this wasn't wasn't my favorite. Mm, no, I feel like they tried way too hard to make Chad Lucas Scott. Yeah, he wasn't likable. No, and like a lot of the movies, the guy's not likable at first, but like he wasn't even likable at the end. Mm. I was just like not impressed. His character was a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, he was not. Not a not a lifetime Hallmark guy. He wasn't the guy that I wanted to see um, with her because she was so nice and so smart. And I feel like he talked to her like she was an idiot. And yes. I was so annoyed. <laughs> he spent the whole movie like pointing out what he thought were her flaws and like mansplaining them back to her. Uh, <laughs> it was unreal. It was um, so bad. But I mean, I love Jad, so I'll keep watching for him. But, but if it, again, if it wasn't him, it wasn't her, I probably wouldn't have been into it. Yeah, I hear that. I get it. Yeah, so, um, and that the hair, I just can't get over the hair. It was just... Oh, oh, it was so painful. I was so upset about it. Yeah. Again, I think I want to watch it just solely for this hair. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Um, My boyfriend lost his mind when they went for barbecue. He was like, pumpkin spice ribs, what the hell is this? (laughs) I I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, I understand, but, but I don't know, maybe the writer, maybe they're like... That actually is based off something. Because I feel like sometimes these writers, like, pull out some random holiday tradition and everyone's like, that's not a real thing. And then they're like, no, in the small town I grew up in, it was. So I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Just giving the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. Totally get it. So um, we also had a welcome home Christmas. This was also Lifetime. Um, I didn't catch this one, Bryna. So take it away. Oh. I just, I will watch Janet Kramer in any Christmas movie. I love her Christmas movies. I think, I mean, I love, I love all the movies she does. I think that a lot of them are really silly. Um, Yes, agree. Who was the guy in this one? Do we know Brandon Quinn. I love him. Oh, so attractive. He played the dad on The Fosters. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. 
I oh, I love him. But yes, and I love their chemistry. I thought they had great chemistry. I and I love any veteran movie. I don't know why, but, but I, I love didn't any... buy her as a vet. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, at first, I was confused. I was like, okay, she's working at a base, and then it was like she just got home too, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I think there were some holes because at some point I was, I feel like they, I don't know. There were some holes, I think, in the plot yes. there. Uh, I definitely, I was like, I got it. She's supposed to be the counselor for him coming back. I was like, I got that part. Anything right. else, I was like, wait, I don't understand. Exactly. But, like, anytime they show, like you said, like, veteran movies, I, in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm going to stay away from those because, like, they get too upset. I get too upset watching them. And then it's like they start, I'm loving them. And they have some sort of, like, montage scene where they show kids watching their parents on video. And I'm, like, sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they always have an emotional reunion, regardless whether it's the main characters or, like, some side character. And I'm right. just, like, sobbing. I'm, like... They always, yeah, like, bring home someone's dad or something. And I'm, like, yep, I'm here for well, it. I'm done. Yeah. But... I think there I think there was one... Oh, the one that Patty Murin was in last year. Yes. Had, yep. Was the veterans. And it was the same thing. I was like, I'm not, I can't watch this. I only want to watch it for her. And then I was like, oh, I love it. I've seen it 12 times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I really, I really like this one, but I, I'll watch anything. Jana Kramer, Brandon Quinn or veterans. So this one had all three. So solid. Yeah. Solid, this solid. was a good one. Gina, I would suggest you watching this one. I think you would yeah. like it. I got it. Yeah, I got to track it down. But my DVR, like we DVR a bunch. And then like, if we don't watch them, other stuff DVRs and it deletes it and it's a mess. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. So I'll have to catch that one. Um, But I do want to touch on USS Christmas when we get down to the honorable mentions. Speaking of military ones. Um, (laughs) That's a good one. So um, the last one up in the One Tree Hill section is Five Star Christmas. I saw this one. It was okay. Funny that you say okay. I would say this, like, makes my top ten list. Really? I loved this. <laughs> I don't know why. I am a sucker for a and b So anything with a b and <laughs> I'm, like, down. And I just, and I didn't, when they started, I was like, this is the guy? Like, really? I wasn't, like, sure about that. They had great chemistry. I mean, she's great. I think she's, like, made for a Hallmark movie. Because she just has the most bubbly, great personality for it. Um, but... Yeah, I was so down. What what didn't you like about it? Uh, it just didn't grip me the way other ones have. I mean, it, it was really cute in, in, like, in parts. Like, when, when they go out and, like, the family's out and about and, like, they didn't listen to her. And she's just like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so from the inn. Like, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's, it, it was cute. It just it didn't grip me the way the other ones did. But I thought it, mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. I think it's so funny that like certain people like certain movies other than other. like I feel like it's so interesting what kind like what personalities like certain things in movies I just find that so like fascinating to me yeah I found like I have to be in like a certain mindset for these movies though I can't just be it can't just be something where like if I come off a bad day at work I'm like well fine I'm just gonna put on a Christmas movie I have to like I have to be able to absorb it so maybe that day I was just like I don't know but it was cute it was cute and that one had weird traditions. You know how you were just talking about weird traditions? There was some, yes. like, there was, uh, what was the one with the candy pulling that they were doing? That was weird. Oh, yeah. I had no <laughs> idea what that was. There, they, those pop up in a lot of them, I guess. You're, I feel like some of these traditions they reuse in, like, a couple of different movies. And then I'm not sure that they're real traditions or they're just like, oh, we made this one up and then we've seen it in more movies. So we're just going to keep using it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know the part when they were, like, doing the candy, I know Charlie and I were, like, cringing. We were, like, oh, the germs. Where's the hand sanitizer? Like, this is so bad. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so hard not to think that now with these movies. Like, sometimes I'm, like, 
I, it like confuses me a little bit because we're seeing so many productions like shut down, and Hallmark and Lifetime and Hulu, they Netflix like they're they're like holiday movies. Nothing has shut down. Like they right. They somehow made it through, like, 50 holiday movies, like, somehow. I don't understand. And there's, like, people in the background. There's, like, people, right. there's extras. I'm like, how are all these people there? Where are they? Where is this hidden set that's, like, immune? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to imagine, like, them in full, like, coats and everything in July in the middle of a pandemic, trying to film and everything. Oh, I know. Well, that's, I'm going to mention one and uh, well, that reminds me when we get to honorable mentions, I have one about the coats. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. So yeah, that's the One Tree Hill section, which like if we have a One Tree Hill section every year, I will be so happy because yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like we will. I mean, we'll at least have Jana Kramer every year. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe Joy, maybe Joy's going to work her way up and become like a Hallmark star. Like- yeah, and Chad at this point. Like, I feel like I feel like we'll always have a One Tree Hill section. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think, I feel like they did Chad a little dirty with that one. Like, I think he was the victim of, like, subpar writing on that one. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. Um, and I would, I would like to see Stephen Cluddy come back and do one. I was like, where are you? Like, hello. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping to see him back back next year too. Yeah, and same with Hillary too. Hillary can come yeah. back and when yeah. I feel like I only ever want to see Hillary do them with Tyler though, because they're just so damn cute when they're together. Because they're like best friends. I feel like it's so amazing. I would also love to see her and Danielle Harris do one together again because I feel like because they're best friends in real life, it's just adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the One Tree Hill section. So now it's on to honorable mentions. And these are movies that, you know, we individually enjoyed, but we don't really know if the other people have seen them. Um, <laughs> but chances are we have. So, um, Emily, you're first on the list. So go for it. Okay, I'm going to start with the Christmas edition. Now, this was on Lifetime. Um, have I, Did either of you see it? I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Okay. So <laughs> it, it stars um, Marie Osmond. Carly Hughes and Rob Mays and it was filmed in Utah but it obviously did not take place in Utah so it was supposed to be in Alaska but again but it was in Utah instead (laughs) um it was so adorable I will tell you that it's about like a small town newspaper she comes from like the big city to like the small town Alaska to save it and she and Rob Mays have such good chemistry, but they had told me that it was summer when they filmed and they were in big coats and winter clothes the whole time that like soaked and sweat their whole body. So I think it was so funny watching it back. I'm like, I don't understand how they looked so good and they weren't like sweating through it all. Um, that definitely is one of mine because they're both, they just had really good chemistry and like, who doesn't love Marie Osmond to be, to pop up in one of these. So. Oh, Rob Mays is cute. I, I adore him. He's so, so cute. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of my ones I would suggest for sure. I'm about to watch this later as soon as we get off this. This is <laughs> oh, yeah. cute. I'm going to go track it down on the DVR and I'm also looking through what else he's been in because I am admittedly not familiar with him. No, I wasn't edition. sure, honestly. And, and he's a, I know you're not a country person, but he's also sings country music and he's real really? good. He has a song in the movie. Carly sings in the movie. I was like, all what is happening? I was so into it. So that would, that would be definitely uh, one of mine. My other one that I need to mention is um, If I Only Had Christmas, Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah. Because did you guys watch? I did I've not. Seen it. Yeah. 
I think her and War- Warren Christie, I think his name is. Yes. They have such good chemistry. He's Dang. adorable. I love him. Another Chicago, one Chicago connection. Yes. Yes. I always forget about that. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, for, like, a hot second. He doesn't, he counts, but, like, yeah. barely. <laughs> barely. Um, I think it might be one of my favorites of hers. She's done so many good ones, but the two of them just, like, connected more than I feel like I've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, and I feel like, especially when you're in a movie, like, every year as much as she is, like, the chemistry is what really breaks, like, makes or breaks the movie, and, like, they their chemistry was just, like... Yeah. Okay. And it was funny, because the movie kind of had, like, her job and his job, there was, like, a little bit of plot issues, I felt. Like, the writing, I was like, what exactly does she do? What does he do? And I, like, still didn't care. So I feel like if yeah. that's the case, then, like, it's a good Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, and again, Candace, you cannot go wrong with Candace Cameron Bray. Oh, my gosh, I just watched Switch, Switched for Christmas last night again Thank for, like, the hundredth time. So good. <laughs> Every yeah. time, I'm like, if this girl can do anything, I'll, I'll watch it, so. Yeah. No, she's those, always so yeah. those are mine. Gina, are you up next? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I have my list. But I feel like this is a good like point between like your list and my list to talk about Christmas Waltz because I loved it. God, I loved it so much. And again, I mean, Lacey, she's just like Candace. It's like if you know she's going to be in it, you're going to watch it. I was so I was so impressed with her. I thought it was such a sweet story and so cute and such like I felt like it just ended. When it ended, I was like, oh, it's over. I don't know. I thought their ending was like a little abrupt. But other than that, I thought it was adorable. Brenda, did you see that one? I have not seen it yet, no. It's, like, right up your alley, because obviously, Waltz, they're, like, dancing and ballroom dancing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I like I like an angry ex, like, getting involved. I love that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. And I, I didn't know Lacey could dance. But, yeah, it was it was really sweet. And, and the guy in that movie was a total dreamboat. So it was yes. nice. Will Kemp, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for more from him because I'm really, really into him. It was cute. It was really cute. But yeah, I agree with you. It just kind of up and ended. It was like, we danced, we kissed, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. So good. Oh. Um, Charlie and I always keep a running joke. Like every time we see a Lacey movie, we're like, okay, is she a lawyer? Is she a baker? What does she do for a living? Like, is she a reporter? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And this one, what was she this one? I don't even really remember what she did. <laughs> she was... Not, not a reporter. She got promoted in the middle of it, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, something with, like, office. Like, she helped him with his, like, plans. His oh, it was, like, plans. wasn't it the retail store? Like, there, she worked, like, for some... No, maybe that wasn't it. But maybe I'm confusing movies now. There was one movie that we watched where, like, this... Um, the, the main female character, like, she... That was... Yeah, I'm thinking of the one with Brooke Dorsey um, and Sam Page. <laughs> um, Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, I don't, I don't know what she did, but she was probably a lawyer or a baker, one of the two. That's, like, all she ever does in these movies. And, and can secretly dance, so. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good, so. Um, I have a couple on my list, because, like, I mean, my boyfriend and I have been just, like, binge-watching fiends with these Christmas movies. We've just been, like, sitting down and watching them. So, number one on my list is Christmas Under the Stars. This was Jesse Metcalf and Autumn Reeser. Did you guys see this? Yes. It was. No, I haven't seen it yet. Perfect. In, like, every way, shape, and form. I would agree. I think that the old man that owns the Christmas tree place makes that whole movie. Like, I feel like they, their connection is so adorable. That makes me love that. And 
Him and Autumn have done like five movies together now. They've done a lot of movies together. Yeah, I, they did like a summer one, and I'm usually not sold on the summer ones, and it was really good. First, I like when I saw that they were doing another movie, I was like, wait a second, is this an old one? But no, <laughs> they've just done so many of them together that I'm like, oh no, this is just another one with them. I love mm-hmm. it. And like Jesse's character, at first, you're like, oh, he's going to be a douchebag, but he's totally not. Mm-hmm. I but- really like. I love him though, so I love all of the I ones know. I need to watch this because I just Jesse Metcalf can do no wrong in my eyes, yeah. and I just I need to get on this. Christmas Next Door is one of my favorites with him. Mm-hmm. That's a good it, one. That's a really good one, and he he's like a a, bahung, a humbug who doesn't like Christmas in it, and I love that. So. <laughs> is he the is that the one where he's the writer? Yes, he writes like romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love. It. Oh, speaking of writer, we didn't even touch on with um five-star Christmas that Victor Webster's character was the B&B reviewer. We didn't even touch on that. Plot twist. I also <laughs> didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, good for you, Hallmark. Like, you pull it off. Yeah. And he's like, surprise, I'm Deborah whatever. And she's just like, how could you not tell me? <laughs> she was so offended as if they hadn't just known each other for four days. <laughs> I lo- That's the other thing I love about these movies is that, like, the fight, air quotes, is ne- it's always something insignificant that's blown completely out of proportion. Oh, yeah. Like, Always. Or, like, a complete yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christmas Under the Stars, she was just like, this company's so evil. This company that, like, refused medical bills that killed my dad. And you represented them that one time a million years ago. And he's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. They have great, they have a great chemistry. I loved that one. It was super sweet. So um, the other one on my list is Chateau Christmas. This was Merritt Paulson and Luke McFarlane. Um, just mm-hmm. cute and adorable and anything Luke McFarlane does I'm just like okay I'm in Mira is so sweet I feel like she's like so sweet to watch like I love her I think that they are so like charming mm-hmm. this was her was this her oh yes the piano yeah the piano playing yeah 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 yeah, yeah this was, it was cute that was really cute and sweet Um, another one on my list is A Timeless Christmas which was Aaron Cahill and Ryan Pavey Ryan Pavey oh my god um okay. yeah yeah i didn't mm-hmm. see this one. Oh, you didn't okay so this, this, one. Is the one. this one yeah this is the one where she works at this like it's like this historical house in town or whatever and um uh, basically he time travels from 1903 uh-huh. and there's like a, there's a clock involved basically and the clock just like screws everything up and uh, at some point in history he just like disappears and so he comes to the present time and she's working at this house, like giving tours and everything. And it turns out that she like studied him for her PhD and stuff. So like it's it's a little weird, but also like Ryan Pavey is super, super good looking. And, yeah, and I like just... both of them. So I'm kind of, I can get behind any weird storyline. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. say that's definitely a new one. I've not seen that Hallmark movie before. Mm-hmm. It's new. I, I think you guys both would like it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, I, I did definitely think the part where she was like, I know all about what happened after you disappeared. Like, here's your life. I thought that was a little weird. But... <laughs> I mean, the rest of it was really good. And uh, did I say Ryan Pavey? Ryan Pavey. Just, just. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, it reminds me kind of of Jen Lilly. I think it's Jen Lilly's movie from a few years ago, like where she falls in love with a ghost. Did you guys? Uh It's called The Spirit of Christmas. I just looked it up. I don't know if it was Hallmark, but I do believe that it's on Netflix now because I think that's how I came across it. And she like starts staying at this house while she's like researching a movie of course, researching for a book or something. And she like meets a guy and he's a ghost and she like falls in love with him and he died years ago. It's so good. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) I love that. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah, a timeless Christmas I really enjoyed. Um, USS Christmas is another military one. Um, the Navy. Trevor Donovan is in it. I can't remember who the female lead is, but. The thing that cracks me up about this movie is that this was filmed in Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina, (laughs) where they filmed One Tree Hill. We all know how much Gina loves Wilmington. Um, But I just love when they try to pass other cities off as like New York or L.A. And so like they were, you know, they're in downtown Wilmington trying to be like, "Ooh, wow, it's so busy here in New York. And like... (laughs) I'm looking at my boyfriend and I'm like, babe, that's that brewery we were going to go to. That's that restaurant we went to. Remember that? (laughs) And that's so silly. I know one of my friends was telling me, so he lives in Wilmington and they, he works at a newspaper and they like filmed in his office. They had to like all clear out their desks for it. And he was like laughing at how, same kind of thing, like how they're making it look like a big city. And I just find that hysterical, but I can get behind Trevor Donovan. So I'm I'm down for any of that. (laughs) It was good. I, I liked it. It was it was a nice, easygoing movie. And, you know, it was good. It's just the Wilmington part cracked me up that, I, you know, they're just like, oh, well, look at this hot dog stand in New York. And I'm like, that's the corner of Front and Grace. Close over bros is right behind you. Like, <laughs> so that was good. Um, the other one I really liked was the one with Sam Page and Brooke Dorsey. That was a Godwink Christmas. There's like a series of movies in the Godwink Christmas ones. Um but this one, I was just like, Sam Page and Brooke Dorsey, I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. I could watch Sam Page do anything. Same. same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Even same. though I'm not caught up on the bold type, and I hear that if I get caught up, I'm really going to hate Richard. But it's beside the point. I, I feel like it's been so long ago <laughs> since I watched it. I'm like, well, how did it even? I, I feel like this is my issue when the shows come back in January. I'm like, I have no idea how certain things ended. Like, I have no memory whatsoever of that. I know. It's <laughs> it might as well have been seven years ago. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a real struggle. So, yeah. Um... I remember loving the bold type finale, but I don't remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> I, just, I haven't seen this last season, but I, I do remember seeing a lot of people bitching about Jane for what it's worth. Um, I don't know. But probably should rewatch soon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good show, too. That's a good, like, pick me up show just because of, like, the positive relationships. That's a good show that, like, for a pick me up. Oh, yeah. It's and it's so relatable. I feel like no matter what, like, you can relate to something that's happening in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how honestly they attack issues like the one with uh, when Sutton had the gun and Jane wasn't comfortable. Like, I yeah. love how honestly they attacked that. It was so good. Yeah. And like how awkward conversations are awkward and it's fine. Like how <laughs> normal real life is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're totally not afraid to like touch on, you know, the, the touchy issues, right? Like the, when um, Sutton had the vibrator and she took it to the party and like Richard activated it or whatever, like they're just open and honest about it. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. So good. Well, I feel like it's also because it's like written and run by women. That's mm-hmm. probably why. Like, yes, I'm sh- I watched it with my dad for the first time, actually, um, when I was home. The, f- the first time everything shut down, I went upstate to see my family and I decided why go back to New York City when I can be up and like they have a house and I'm in an apartment. So I was like, oh, I'll just stay up here. And I ended up staying for five months and we, <laughs> with my one suitcase. Um, and so I made him watch with me because it was when the finale was on. So we watched like the last four episodes together. And he was like, I love this show. I want to go back and watch it. <laughs> Like, I'm so glad you're watching this because like and he and I ended up having conversations about stuff I was like this is so cool like I love that there's a show like that yeah awesome. so good and Jacqueline's like it. a dream boss seriously so. they don't exist but, yeah no, <laughs> no they don't exist so yeah Bryna you're up which ones are on your list okay um I have two um one royal holiday which is a hallmark one with Laura Osnes and Aaron Tveit yes because you're because of Broadway yes 
I love both of them. I'm honestly a little over the, like, royal storylines. <laughs> like, I feel like especially now with, like, Princess Switch ones on Netflix and all the ones. Like, I'm kind of a little over the royal whatever. But Laura Osnes and Aaron Tveit can honestly do no wrong. And I just, I, I love and both of them. the woman who plays his mom in that. Victoria Clark. Yes. Yeah. She played the god she played the godmother in Cinderella on Broadway when yes. Laura was Cinderella. So it was so cute like seeing yeah. them together. Yeah. And just the fact that they sang and it's just I mm. yeah. Loved love love. I need love. more musical Christmas movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to make that happen. The world just yes. needs more musicals that aren't the Grinch. <laughs> Yeah, that Matthew was, Morrison that was, was nightmare fuel. Is all I'm saying. That was rough. That like was rough. He, I don't. I hope he got paid a lot of money. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, did uh, Brenna? Do you think Aaron's like fake British accent took away from it at all? Um, I mean, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, I can get over the little terrible accent he had mm-hmm. going on, but. It wasn't like that. It wasn't god awful. Yeah, I've heard worse. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I got. I was annoyed in the beginning, to be honest, and then I was like a few minutes in, I was like, all right, it's okay. Fine. Yeah, like I'll, I'll get over it. It's fine. Did um, you guys ever see Graceland on USA? No, I've seen like an episode or two, but I know you loved Graceland. That was my intro to Aaron Tveit. Like that was my introduction to him was Graceland, and then like seeing like going down a YouTube spiral and being like, oh my god, holy crap, he's so talented. Yeah, yeah, so that good. was yeah, so good. So I'm a sucker uh, for a good cop show. So Graceland, of course, of course, yeah. And so that one, and then I also just last night watched Operation Operation Christmas Drop on Netflix. Has anyone you seen liked it? I thought it was cute. I was surprised. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. I I couldn't really get into it, and I don't know why because I like her and I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It's something about it like rubbed me the wrong way. But again, I feel like Gina, like you were saying earlier, that you, I could have been like in a bad mood when I watched it, and I feel like that would have affected it. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, like I had heard of Alexander Ludwig, of course, but like I'd not seen him in anything, so I was surprised by him. I like Cat Graham a lot. I don't know. I I really liked it. I was very. I really enjoyed that one. I will probably watch that one again. I mean, I would definitely give it another shot. Like I'm not. I didn't like hate it to the point where I was like, no. Yeah. Like. I mean, it wasn't like the third Christmas Prince movie that I hated so much. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the thing that I felt, though, was so unrealistic was like having just come from living seven years in D.C. And like the fact that she's a congressional assistant who got sent to Guam on this thing. I was I... like, no, that does not happen. <laughs> None of my friends get sent on like these cool assignments like that does not happen. Well, that's every like journalist one. They're like, OK, we're sending you to Hawaii for the for the holidays for a, for a story. I'm like, in what newspaper is that happening? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no low-level Congress assistant. Like, that does not happen. Um, but yeah, and again, it was just military. And I, I also thought it was like, I didn't realize it was like based on a real thing. I had no idea yeah. that Operation Christmas Drop was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was like different and like a little refreshing. Like, I just thought it was different than all the other Christmas movies. I don't know. I really, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was, for sure. Yeah. I can always appreciate a different a different storyline, a different plot. That's refreshing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my two. Um, I feel like, though, I have to mention Princess Switch, too. And, like, I did how much I didn't 
care for like half of that movie. <laughs> well, I felt like nothing happened in 90% of it. Right. And then they like squeezed everything in. And then like the third Vanessa Hudgens character was completely useless. Oh my God. I thought she was the worst. Like I could have done, if they had done the second movie without her, I thought it would have been a much better movie. Same. Like just come up with some other, like I would have liked to see more of like their marriage issues. I thought that was more interesting than anything else. I'm like, why don't we just focus on that? Yeah. And I love, um, Margaret and Kevin. And I would have, even though they were like a big focus of the movie, like I would have watched a movie just about them. Right. Yeah. Like just them like getting, getting back together. Yeah, like, totally. and just, yeah, any of it. And I did, I did not need, though, Fiona. Fiona was, like, not, no. not And I, I've been told they're doing another one, and I'm just like, <sighs> I just don't know why they need to, like, Netflix needs to, like, learn from Christmas Prince that, like, you have a great thing. Like, it was, the first one was great. It was so entertaining and so good. And same with Princess Switch. I thought it was so, like, different and fun. I mean, not that different, because, like, Candace Cameron has done it already. But, like, something like that, it's fun to do, but... Like, just come up with another idea. Stop doing sequels of your mo- of holiday movies. Like, we don't right. need sequels and to holiday just movies. just because you do a sequel doesn't mean you need to do a third one either. <laughs> also very true. I talked to Sam Palladio, who's, um, he, he's, I never know their names, but he's the Edward? prince. That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's um, And I had asked him, like, about what the plot is going to be. And he was, like, basically from what he's heard is, like, he was hoping that it's not just, like, them, like, having kids right away. Because he's like, that does not, like, realistic. Like, people don't do that. And I was like, okay, well, like, it's a holiday movie, so you're probably going to get that. But he's like, I want to see more, like, Trouble in Paradise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I'm also like, please don't make a third movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a third one. Again, I could have been fine with just one. Two was okay. I don't need three. Yeah. I, I thought they enough. were making a third. They've they've already announced it, but they haven't filmed it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. (sighs) (laughs) And then the Princess Switch, or in the uh, Christmas Prince cameo in this too, was just like, I was like, okay, I guess they share a universe. Did I I need that? I didn't like that, and I thought it was cute. I I thought it was safe to do that more. Yeah, I was like, I guess they share a universe. Okay, cool. Maybe that one. never really touched on that, but there is a video, if you Google it, that like Netflix tweeted out. Um, that they, like, show how each movie, they do highlight the other Netflix Christmas movies in each one. And sometimes you see it in the first Christmas, which they, like, are watching a Christmas Prince at one point. But, silly. Maybe that will be the next one, a crossover. Like, a legit crossover. Oh, that I could get behind. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we actually need. Yeah. Oh, my God. A Christmas movie crossover. That would be a mess. But also, I'd be here for it. I'd be here for every second of it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I mean, any other Christmas movies that we can think of that, you know. I haven't. It hasn't come out yet, but I'm very excited for the Ben Savage Hanukkah movie this Saturday mm-hmm. that comes on the Hallmark one. I'm very excited. We'll be definitely it watching that. It looks a little cringy to me. It looks a little cringy, but at this point, I just want Hanukkah movies. I don't even care. Well, because they're non-existent. It's ridiculous. Yes, exactly. And, like, um, last year's were fine. I have a little bit higher of a standard this year because it's been it Savage. Was fine, but it was just, like, oh, didn't she just, like, randomly find out that she was Jewish? And yeah, and, like, year? I think this one, that's kind of going to be the same thing. But I'm hoping that Ben Savage will make it a little a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I also am glad, that, like, when they first announced it, it was, like, airing after Hanukkah was over. And I was like, why is it after Hanukkah's over? So I'm glad they, like, bumped it up to when Hanukkah's actually airing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that 
dashing in December, which is also this weekend on Paramount. Um, and it's a gay couple is the main couple. Oh. And the mom is Andy McDowell. And I'm so here for that. This on Paramount? Paramount. Paramount, okay. yeah. It's called Dashing in December. It's with um, Juan, oh, what's his name? Juan Pablo de Pace? I oh, say from Fuller House? From Fuller House. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> changed he, everything. And, and the other guy is from Hallmark. I'm going to look up the name because I feel yeah, like. Yeah, saying I'm Googling I, this. Because I feel like you guys would be into it too. Peter Port is his name. And he was in, um, well, I, I mean, he was in Devious Maids, which is how I would know him from. But he was in another Hallmark movie that I really liked before. Let me see. There's an article about it, and it says, Dashing in December is the gay cowboy Christmas romance we need. So I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. in. I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. 100% down for that. Um, yeah, the other guy is from the movie that I was thinking of, I think, was Rome in Love. Which was last year with Italia Ricci, like a summer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind um, of vaguely know. Yeah, I vaguely so he know. He was the main guy in that. He's super handsome. So I feel like the two guys and Andy McDowell, like all that together. Yes. I'm here for this. Lifetime is also airing their gay Christmas movie this weekend with two guys as the leads. And the mom is Fran Drescher. <laughs> yes. Here for both of those. Yes, I got. I mean, I will say this though, and and Charlie gives me crap every time I watch a Lifetime movie because like they're just not the same as Hallmark. Like, great. I feel like the Lifetime ones try really hard, like borderline too hard. I agree, but I also think that they take a risk more than Hallmark does. Yeah, yeah. Like I love. Like I'm very convinced that in real life, almost kisses don't happen 99 of the time with adults. So I think that the way that Lifetime does it more where like the phone rings and like they just kiss anyways like that's real life (laughs) I always appreciate that more than like oh the timer went off oops let's pretend that didn't just happen (laughs) what like maybe when you're 13 but not when you're 30 I just watched the one with uh Ryan McPartland and Vanessa Lachey I can't remember the name of it but it was uh, was there a toy mix-up or something is it that one it was something like she was trying to open a year-round Christmas store and he was a baker and then they went to go find like the original buyer and then like they helped with it was like a small town Christmas. I don't even remember, but it was just it Once was Once Upon a Main Street. I just Googled it. Thank Cute. you. <laughs> I like Vanessa Lachey. She did one about like a toy mix-up one and I liked that one a lot on Lifetime. <laughs> I love that. I will follow Ryan McPartland anywhere, mostly just because of Chuck. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a good one. He's got another one coming out. I want to say like this weekend or next week or whatever. But he also made a tweet last week that he's going to be on All American, which like what? I didn't know that. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so excited about All American. What an underrated show. I can't wait. I I cannot wait. I wish more people talked about it. And when I was home for Thanksgiving, my niece, who was in her mid 20s, told me that she was so excited to see it come back. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't realize you, like, had this, because she, like, got a new TV or something, and she didn't have the CW. And she was like, oh, no, it's a Netflix. And I was like, it's not a Netflix show. It's a CW show. She literally thought it was a Netflix show. I have and I was like, this of... is the generation now that that's what happens. I know a lot of people who found it on Netflix and still think it's a Netflix show. And I'm like, this is why they're going to all die eventually. Because you can't actually support it when it airs. It makes me so sad. I'm like, watch it live. Like, I get screeners ahead of time, and I still watch it live if it's a show I really like, because I'm like, I want it to stay on the air, as if my one watching will change yeah. 
I um, I got to like the end of season one on that show. I've got to pick it back up again because I'm excited for it too. I really liked it. I just kind of stopped. You didn't for whatever finish reason. it? I thought you finished it. I got to. The, I was like right about to start the season finale, and this was like a year ago. So this was probably like right when COVID was about to like go nuts, and I, I stopped. So I got to pick it back up again because I did really like it. It was so good. The cast is so good. It's so underrated. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You you got to pick it up, Gina. Yeah. That's what you need to watch next. Catch up. I know. I was trying to start Buffy, and then last night I was just like, what did mm-hmm. I just watch? Like, a praying mantis just tried to, like, eat Buffy's friend. Have I... you never seen it? No, I've never seen it. I watched it for the first time, I guess, two years ago. Um, and my ex was, like, obsessed. So we watched it together. And I loved it because, like, he loved it. So, like, it made me really like it because seeing him watch it again, he was so excited. But, yeah, I don't think – I mean, it's not, like, my cup of tea, to be honest. But it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first, like, season is not the greatest. That's what I've heard. And I'm just, like – I just I was sitting there at, like, 11 o'clock lesson. And I was just, like, did I – what did I just watch? Like, that was really weird. Weird. But yeah. I've, I've heard it gets really good in the later seasons. I did laugh, though, because, I mean, this was, like, maybe, like, the fourth episode of season one. So there's a scene where, like, enter David Boreana is being, like, extra broody. And, like <laughs> – Sarah Michelle Geller comes outside and he's just like, you must be cold. And he takes off his jacket and all he's wearing is like a wife beater underneath. I'm like, that yeah. was unnecessary. That's literally like every show in the 90s. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm here for it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how I keep going with that. But um, that also tees us up for the last section that we wanted to talk about, which I mean, we can't have you on, Emily, without doing a TV roundup and talking about what we're watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I, first up on the list, have The Bachelorette, just because, I mean, obvious reasons. Do you watch it? I do, because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to watch it because I loved it. Then it became work, so it, like, became less fun. Then I was, like, super into a few seasons. I took a season off. I like this season. Be- I mean, I like Tasha a lot. I was over Claire, and I'm so happy that, like, that part of it is done. Um not that, like, I disliked her. I just, the whole drama yeah. around her. I was like, I don't need to say I'm over it. Um, I'm I'm excited for this season to end, honestly, though, because I'm excited about Matt James as The Bachelor. I I'm cannot wait. so and excited overall, about Matt I'm James. more, like, I, I get more interested for The Bachelor. Like, I feel like it's more fun than The Bachelorette for me to watch. I don't know why, but that's just, I, maybe because, like, the girl drama is always so silly and fun, but that's just me. What do you think of the season? Are you guys watching? Yes. Yes. Yes, um, I about scre- <laughs> sorry screamed at the TV the other night when uh, the promo was like Bennett walking in all smug, like I'm back. I was like, oh god, <laughs> I just, I want to punch him. He looks like a serial killer. It is yes! so scary. I'm like, I don't understand how she doesn't see him as a creep. It's yeah, that yeah. bachelor bubble, I guess. I mean, but like it's because right, it happens yeah. every season that there's someone that's like super creepy or super rude or something, and they don't see it. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, he's creepy, and like ambushing her like that, the way he did, like she comes out of the rose ceremony or whatever, and he's just like, "Hi, Tasha." <laughs> oh yeah, no, creepy, creepy, creepy. I will say though, aside from Bennett, I feel like this has been like a very solid group of guys. Like I very 100%. much enjoyed this group of guys more than I have in a little while I think it's also like casting did a really good job of finding guys who like yes they're all handsome obviously but like they all have like layers of them like that they're not they're not like yeah. dumb 
They're not like stupid guys. <laughs> well, and I feel like we're actually getting to see the layers. Like, I feel like there have been years past where guys definitely have had layers too, but we just didn't see it. I'm glad that I think because of COVID and they can't do all the extra stuff, yeah. they actually allows us to see the layers. And I'm really excited for it. I hope we'll get to see that too with Matt James this season. I think we will. I think I- so for sure. I think... I agree, and I think also it's, like, kind of the times changing that, like, guys are more comfortable, like, opening up and talking about, like, deeper stuff. And, like, we had, like, Ben talking about having an eating disorder and then being, like, his suicidal history and things like that. Like, I think that that kind of stuff, especially on the – we've seen it a lot, the girls talking about issues like that, but we've never seen really with guys talking about issues like that. So I think, like, one, it's a – great thing to show if it wasn't happening if it was happening before and getting cut out that sucks but I also think it's like it's nice that like other men can watch that and be like because you know it's like yes it's a show for women but like a lot of women who watch are married or in a relationship and their boyfriends are watching with them so I think like it's nice to see that it's the other way around for me Charlie's the one who watches it and I just sit there and watch with oh yeah no he's totally into it (laughs) Um, yeah, so I've been roped in, but yeah, I, I really like Ben. I like that's like, you know, that was big that he told that story on national TV this week about Mm -hmm. his suicide attempt. So that was huge. Um, I like Riley. I like him. I think he has some, I think he's got some secrets or something. I don't dislike him, but something about him rubs me the wrong way. Well, you know who I don't trust is Zach. Oh, I like Zach. (laughs) Yeah, I don't mind Zach. I like, I like Zach. Do but you I really believe his whole cheating story, though? Yeah, I don't. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I do like Zach. I also like Ivan and I like Brendan. Yeah, and... like I said, I think that it's like a good group. I think that I'm not sure that they're all ready for like what she's ready for. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm I'm interested and in, I want to see like who she chooses for hometowns because I'm in, I love hometowns. It's always so fun. Did yeah. reality Steve not get to spoil this season? No, uh, he didn't. No, he spoiled it. Okay, because I was gonna say I, I haven't seen any inklings of anything, and I'm surprised because usually we know, like right off the bat, reality well, Steve. Right, is like, usually so. it's like usually it's like all over the place. I think he did a lot less spoilers this season because like he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Basically, right. like it his took him a while. Are, yeah, right. it his took sources him a while. like are not as good as usual because of COVID changing. So, right. Um, but yeah, he spoiled it. Mm-hmm. Dang. So, Bachelorette man. It's juicy. So um, the next one I've got on the list, um, Emily, I know you watched it. I watched it. Bryna, have you seen The Undoing? No. Are you going to watch? Have you been spoiled? I don't even know what it is. So I don't, I, I'm interested to know what it is, but I don't, I don't even know. So Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant is like pretty much in Lily Ray, pretty much all you need to know because the cast is so freaking good. It's only six episodes, HBO. It's so easy to binge. I'm Googling. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, be careful if you're going to Google because you're going to get spoiled on the end. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. I did it um, in one okay. night. Yeah, it's it's an easy, it's such an easy binge. Like if you haven't, I watched, I watched the first four screeners and then I watched the last two live because I wanted to like watch with everybody. Um, but yeah, didn't see it coming, which I think is always nice. But you so do was... and you don't, right? Yes and no. Yeah. I was, let's just say before the finale, I was convinced it was someone and I was wrong. Yeah. 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 Obviously, if, if it, it's a, you know, it's obviously like the whole storyline is that a woman dies and they have to figure out who in the town did it. And everyone's like wealthy and involved in each other's lives in these weird ways and <laughs> have amazing clothes. So yeah. Also that. 
Have you seen um, Chloe Feynman from SNL when she does her SNL or her Nicole Kidman impression? Like, if you close your eyes, that is Nicole Kidman. She's yeah. so good. <laughs> She's so funny. She's so, so good. She was on Fallon, like, the other night, and she did, like, a wheel of impressions, and Nicole Kidman was one of them and just yeah. nailed it. It was so funny. Her impressions are so good. She does a really good Drew Barrymore also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So really, really good. good. So yeah, the undoing was juicy, and yeah, I, I did it in one night. I was just like, I'll just start it and see what I do, like what I'm doing. Cut to like four hours later, and I was like, oh my god, it was good. So Great. that's one. Um, I did Selena the series in one day. I, have you seen Selena yet, Emily? I have not watched it yet. What do you think? I uh, it, it it got mixed reviews, right? So. From If you don't know anything about Selena, if you don't know, like, the context and you're just going in out of the blue to, like, watch a series, it's good. Um, but they don't, like, there's a lot of aspects that they, like, they neglect and they normalize. And so, like, the fact that her father was so controlling to the point that it was, like, borderline abuse, they normalize it. And that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. So, um you know, she falls in love with Chris and everything and like they hide it from him. And, and at no point does anybody say like, hey, isn't this a little problematic that she's like 18, 19, 20 and her dad is still controlling her life like this? Right. That's weird that no one and I have never um, I've never really I don't really know much about Selena in general, which mm-hmm. I'm interested in knowing more. But I haven't like spent the time to do the research and I've never seen the movie. <gasps> oh, I know. Oh, great. The movie oh, is so good. Yeah. Oh, John Seda in that movie is like, uh, I love John Seda in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That whole movie is so good. And that's what, that's a movie that anytime it's on, I'll drop everything and watch it. Same. I actually, that's what I need to watch. Yeah. I actually watched the movie the other day because I thought I was going to start the series and I wanted to watch the movie again first and I haven't gotten around to the series yet, but the movie is great. Well, it's also weird that you say that about the series because I thought her family was like supportive of it. And I think that's why everything was so normalized. Oh, they wanted their support, so they just kind of, like, overlooked it. Yeah, yeah. The, the parents had, like, tight reins on it, and so that's why they kind of were like, let's just overlook all the problematic aspects. Mm, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Not so, great. Yeah. And um, Christian Serratos played Selena, and I mean, I think she did a great job, but I think there was a, there, it was just, there was a bit of a disconnect. She's 30 years old trying to play a 15-year-old. Yeah, I, well, that was the thing. When she got cast, I really like her because I like Walking Dead, um, and she was really good on Walking Dead. And I was excited that she was getting the role. And then when I heard that it was like so, when it was it was so much younger, I was really confused as to how she was going to be playing it. So I'm curious <laughs> how that sees. Like, can yeah. you tell that she's like older? Um, yeah, I think you can. I was able to kind of put it out of my brain, but I think you can tell. Yeah. 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 It never makes sense when they cast like 29, 30 year olds as like 15, 16 year olds or even just any time in high school. Like I'm always like, why? Well, I feel like a lot of shows do that. Like a lot of teen yeah. shows we've seen have done that. But it, I think there's it's a little bit different when it's something like this, especially when it's someone who's like passed away right. and there's like this, I don't know, almost like high expectation around it. So that's a little, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't make sense to me. Um, before we wrap, I want to tell you guys that there's a new show coming on Tuesday, uh, coming out on Monday on Netflix, and I gotta suggest it because it is so good, and I binged it in a weekend. Um, it's called Tiny Pretty Things. I was gonna ask you if you'd gotten to see it yet. Okay, so did you have you guys either heard of the book it. or read the? Have you guys? So it's based on a book, and it's about like 
dancers at a really wealthy New York City or maybe Chicago school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in the right in the beginning of the series, one of them dies or one of them guess not dies like falls off a building or something it's kind of like weird in the beginning the whole thing is the mystery of figuring out who did it or if she like jumped or who pushed her so it's this whole like twisted thing but way more than that it's like the dance competition drama between ballet dancers it is so good it's like a lot of people are saying center stage meets pretty little liars which like down um it is so so interesting and there's very there's a lot of twists and there's a lot of like very risque hookups <laughs> which would have caught me off guard even though it's netflix i was like whoa like they show everything so i was like very i was impressed that they don't hold back like i feel like i i can always be impressed with a show that like goes there and doesn't i've been interested in it since i heard about it and i'm now i'm definitely gonna watch it i'm yeah. it comes out monday you said i'm monday on netflix yeah i was why with the weird release date I don't know. One of my friends watched like she's like, oh, I watched it in two in a in a day, and I was like, eh. I watched like first ten minutes, and I was like, I don't know. And then I went finished the first episode and was like, well, I guess I'm not leaving my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> watched the whole thing. I love so, that. You're like so into every single character, and a lot of them are actual professional dancers, and the dancing is so incredible to watch. So ooh, yeah, that sounds I'm good. What else are you watching right now, Emily? Oh, God, what am I watching right now? Oh, I'm watching A Million Little Things because I love... I don't know if you guys watched either of you. Yeah, it, it wasn't for me. No. I uh, A lot of people have said that. And I think if you watch This Is Us, people are kind of like, I can't ta- emotionally take a movie, another show like that because it's very similar. Um, but I actually enjoy it more than This Is Us. So I will say that. Um, what else am I watching? Any new shows? Trying to think of what's on that I'm like really into. The challenge just started. I don't know if either of you watched the challenge. But I haven't but I watched it in jam. a long time. But I did see your tweet the other night, and CT looks like an Italian crime boss. He, like, literally must have lived in the gym for the last year <laughs> because he came back looking like a freaking beast. Um, yeah, it's. I will say, if you haven't watched it in a long time and you want to start watching, this season probably is the one to do it. It premiered this week, so. It's really fun. Even if I haven't um, seen, yeah. like, Are You the One and all those other shows that they've looped in now? Oh, my gosh. Yes, because now they bring in people from, like, Love Island, which I've never watched. So I don't know half the people. And then by the end, I'm, like, obsessed with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it really doesn't matter if you have watched the past ones at all. Um, so that's, like, my big suggestions, I would say. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like, on streaming. Oh, I'm watching The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Are you guys watching that? I've seen it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. I haven't started watching yet. It looked interesting, though. Um, that would be something I would definitely suggest. It's Kaylee Cuoco is not. I'm not the biggest Kaylee Cuoco fan, um, mm-hmm. but the rest of the cast is incredible, and she's really impressive. And she plays like an alcoholic mess um, who's like trying to run, trying to convince everybody that she didn't kill this guy. And for all we know, as viewers, she could have. We don't know who killed this guy. And it's really, I, I'm pretty into it. So yeah, I heard it got mixed reviews, but I, it's been on my list to check out at least yeah, the first episode. I'm not like dying to watch it every week, but right. I'm, but I watch it. Like I still keep right. up with it. Like if it's Saturday and I'm like, oh, I haven't watched this week. I'll watch it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else looked really good on HBO Max was The Teacher. That looks pretty no, that's, interesting. Um, Hulu. That's Hulu. Hulu. Okay. So good. I watched it in a day. The episodes are 30 minutes. Oh, really? yeah. That's quick. It's I need to get so on that. Easy. Oh, my gosh. Nick Robinson, a swoon. 
part of me has been hesitant just because of like, do I want to watch something that is about like a teacher student relationship? But then I'm also like, it looks really good, so I'm still probably gonna do it. It's awkward because like watching it, they kind of look the same age, so you don't really feel like it's that big of a deal. And then you're like, oh, I'm like, you kind of root for them. You're like, are you shipping this? So horrible and illegal, (laughs) but you're rooting for it. It's like really another show that's like very sexually explicit and I was like oh not expecting that from these two but like okay um but I was impressed with it I think they did a good job with it but they also have like a warning in the beginning of every episode like they're really trying to right. be more responsible with it but at okay. the same time they kind of aren't so they made a whole show about it so like <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. and made it like almost glamorize it it's like a love story it's like wait right. she's taking advantage like she's his teacher like <laughs> And he's in high school. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have we talked to you about Julia and the Phantoms? Um, we have not. And you know what? I haven't even finished it because I keep, keep forgetting. And now that you just told me, I'm literally going to go finish it right now because I completely forgot that I have an episode, one episode left. How do you stop with which one that's episode? so good. Work or something. And I had to turn it off. And I was so excited and then somehow forgot. And I loved it. It was amazing. I was so impressed. I think I had, so good. I had no idea that it was going to be that good. And then someone was like, you should really watch it. And I was like, okay. And then I watched it in like four hours. Yeah. The first episode, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in 100%. <laughs> so good. The music yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. That was my most listened to artist of the year was Julian the Phantoms. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> no shame. No, absolutely not. No shame at all. So, so so good. good. Just waiting for them to announce a season two. Like, I don't know how, why they haven't already. No. And I really am hopeful because I love the creator, Kenny Ortega, who did Hocus Pocus and High School Musical. And he's such a gem of a man. And I really hope that they get a season two. Yeah, they definitely should. Did you catch Emily in Paris? I did. I watched it in the weekend. I haven't, I I haven't seen it, but it got so many mixed reviews. I'm not sure. I think it's good escapism television. Like, if you really just want to, like, go away, like, not think about anything and, like, enjoy something, like, I think it's great. Is it, like, the most amazing show I've ever watched? No. Like, I don't people that watch it and, like, have all these criticisms, it's like, well, what were you expecting to watch? Like, it's right. fun. It's a Darren like, Star show in Paris. Like, it, what do you expect from literally it? Literally, Sex and the City and Younger in Paris. That's right. all. <laughs> Which, like, I like both of those shows. So, I mean, I'm down. And the cast is beautiful. So. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it really filmed in Paris. So it's the same kind of thing with, like, Christmas in Vienna. Like, you get to see Paris also. So that's fun. Yeah. yeah I yeah. thought it was cute. Um, I did, too. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think. Emily, right did you watch the Saved by the Bell reboot? I haven't. I really liked it. I did too. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Me, honestly, I was like, I'm not. I was like, ready to hate watch it. Yes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm immediately like taken back to high school. I'm into the students. I thought I was gonna be like, oh, okay, I only am gonna like when they show their original cast. Yeah. But I like the students too. Like, and I love, I think they did a really good job of make, keeping it current and nodding to the show without it being too much. And I, I agree. I think there's two things. One, I actually didn't really like Mark, Mark Paul Gossler and Tiffany Thiessen. I thought they kind of took away, like, I just thought something about it just seemed so cringy. And like, mm-hmm. every time they were on, I was like, Oh, this is not yeah. that good. I was uncomfortable because I didn't understand why, like, Mark Paul Gossler can act. We've all seen yes. him act 
really good. And I'm like, why can't, why is he not acting well in this? It just seemed like he was, they were both like characters of themselves trying to play those characters. I don't know. Something about it just yeah. seemed weird. But Mario uh, Lopez stepped yes. right back in seamlessly. And I thought um, Elizabeth Berkley did too. And honestly, I was shipping Jesse and Slater so much harder than I even did when I watched it originally. Like I, oh. I love that. Because I feel like in the original series, he was like such like a womanizer that I was like, oh, she deserves better. And now as adults, I'm like, oh, I'm into it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Gina, have you watched it yet? Not yet because Peacock is not on the Fire TV. So like the only way for me to watch it is on my iPhone. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to give myself a headache. Fire TV really needs to like step up. I've got to say with that because I mean, the Fire Stick just got HBO Max. So, like, I'm thrilled, but still, it took so long. So, I I just got an Apple TV in my bedroom and just asked for a second one for my living room. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new apartment, and I'm, like, need to just have everything everywhere that I need. Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, Gina, when you eventually get around to having Peacock at more accessible, you have to watch it. It's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. I got to see if I can get Peacock on my laptop. I probably can. You uh, can. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can. Because then I can watch it that way. So that'll yeah, be... definitely. Because I watch Peacock. I watch Peacock on my laptop. A lot of the time, I just put my laptop on and then do like mirror or like yeah. plug it into my TV. Oh, that's true. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I'm sure you're loving HBO Max because of Friends, right, Emily? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that I literally have it on. If I don't have Hallmark on, I have HBO Max on for Friends. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. But I'm my neighbors, my new neighbors, like at my building, probably think I'm insane because I have friends on all day and all night. Like it's nuts. <laughs> oh well oh, so yeah so. <laughs> shame on them if they don't get it because that's a good show so exactly it's funny Brenna I know you're always watching Dancing with the Stars but aside from that what else are you watching um besides I recently watched Saved by the Bell um I watched Good Girls recently just because I was feeling inspired and that was really good I hadn't watched that yet but that was really good do you uh, guys watch 911 Yes. yes oh my god I'm stoked about that coming back yes and 911 Lone Star all the here for it the Love crossover it. oh my god I'm so ready yeah yeah it's gonna be uh, really good I know all the guys are like so adorable on it so it'll be really fun to watch yeah yeah oh and Station 19 I've been watching Station 19 which mm-hmm. I don't even know are you like caught up Gina um I'm midway through episode two <sighs> catch up I know I know <laughs> Emily do you watch that no, because, and I turned it on last week or two weeks ago when I, before Grey's, and I saw a lion, and I turned it off, or a tiger <laughs> or something, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Yeah, I, I, I had started that episode, and I kind of put together what was happening, and I was like, all right, this is freaking ridiculous, um, but I'm still going to watch it and just kind of see it through, but um, they, ha- they did something like that in season two with a bear, and I about died laughing, so, you know, it has its moments, but it's been really good. Yeah. But I mean, it was, and I watched, because I watched the premiere of this season, and I thought it was great, so I mean, I'm not, like, against it, I just, uh, some things I can't do. There are some things, yeah. Yeah. You gotta draw the line somewhere, guys, I watch a lot of TV. (laughs) Um, TV Line put out a list today about, uh, they're, like, pretty much, they're, like, 2020 superlatives, and they put Station 19 as most improved drama, so that was interesting. I would agree with that, because it was not good in the beginning. No. No, but last season was so good. Yeah, like, it found yeah. its footing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The emotion in it is like, and they are not afraid to kill off main people. And I love that. 
They killed I mean, I, so many people. Like, I don't love that for the act. I feel bad for the actors because, like, that sucks. But I think it's, like, really... I think it's very brave of a show when you have... You created a fan base to just, like, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones so. style. Just, like... Mm-hmm. You get killed. And you get killed. And you get killed. <laughs> I'm hoping that, like, 911 doesn't do that. But I feel like this season, it's been on for a long time without a death. And I feel like it's probably going to happen. No, that's going to hurt. No, I don't like that. Hopefully not, because I mean they're just so different, like in tone compared to all these other shows. That yeah, because they kind they're like silly a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So hopefully not. Do you watch The Rookie? I don't. Oh my god, it's so. And I love, I love Eric. What's his name? Eric Winter. Yeah, love Eric Winter. He's the <laughs> so best. He's the, his character's the best one on that show too. So yeah. like, you should get on it. <laughs> yeah, and the ship he's part of, like, it's not canon yet, but oh my god, I'm sure I would love it. Yeah, it's so so good. So, did you watch Dancing with the Stars? And then we'll wrap it. I promise. I did. I love. <laughs> I loved Dancing with the Stars. I always, I always love Dancing with the Stars. Um, but I think this season, I, I guess because of the time we're in. I was like, live TV was like so crazy for me and so exciting that they were doing something live in a live studio <laughs> that I was like so into it, even though Tyra was awful. Oh my uh, God. But so I was into it. And I feel like the cast, a lot of people didn't know who they were, but like there were so many people I liked that I yeah. was into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see Chrishella's dating Keo? Allegedly. Yeah, I saw that. I don't, I don't buy it, but I think that it's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Sure. I, yeah, I'm gonna buy into it in my head just because like Chriselle deserves to be happy. So I watched well, Selling Chriselle Sunset. That was my other binge. Uh, absolutely same. Chriselle definitely deserves to be happy. Keo is such a sweetheart, a hundred percent. But I do, I do, I do not think that they're actually a couple. You think yeah, it's just for it, publicity? Like, parts of it kind of feels like a showmance, like trying to like build on the like after. Yeah, I think that she definitely needs something to stay relevant and that's not a bad thing i love her but i mean i i do think that i also think that the timing is a little awkward with the club thing um it just seems a little weird that she would you know she just happens to come out and say i'm dating no of course i'm not hooking up with Gleb. i'm dating his best friend (laughs) okay got it i mean it would be real (laughs) bad if she was like i'm dating Gleb," because then obviously well yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah because then the, the, the woman that ex-wife was talking about was definitely her. Yeah. But that said, if Keo showed up on Selling Sunset next season, I would not be upset. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, we're here for it. Yeah, that's a good, like, trash, let your brain relax kind of show. I love it. I have also gotten really hooked on home repair shows. Like, obviously, like, Selling, selling Sunset is one, like, anything home selling, home repair, HGTV, TLC... I'm like obsessed with all of them now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like quarantine has changed me completely with that because I've watched all of them. So Selling Sunset is definitely a really good one. I think my favorite, it was, um, I'm trying to think of what what it was called. They did a really good one on Netflix too. Another one about home repair that I just really liked and like selling places. I like places that I can't afford and like to watch them. Oh yeah, that's like half the fun. I was going to say, has it inspired you to, like, tackle some kind of, like, home improvement project in your new apartment? I honestly, like, have been putting together all my own stuff, and I'm so proud of myself. Like, things are so hard and time-consuming, but, like, I live alone for the first time in my entire life, and, like, I've been forced to do that. So it's, like, 
magical, honestly. Like I never thought I could. And I'm like, I can put together this. Like I, a TV, my TV came the other day and I was like, what? I don't know how to even set up a TV. And <laughs> my dad, I like called my dad. He was like, yes, you do. Like read the instructions. And I was like, oh, it's so easy. <laughs> like put together the TV stand on my own. Like I was just very proud. So <laughs> Love it, love it. That's so funny. That's funny. Yeah, selling Sunset for a minute there had me wanting to get my real estate license. I was like, I'm sorry, did Heather just land a hundred and eighty thousand dollar commission? Like, let me just Google how to get my real estate license. Like, can't they just sell one house a year? Pretty much. I mean, like, literally, they could sell one house a year and like be better off than I'll ever be. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not in California though, because California is expensive. But right, and they all have like mansions. Yeah, but they're also now all on selling Sunset, so they're getting money from that too. So they're fine. Yeah. Probably. And Christelle got money for dancing, obviously. So right, it just blows my mind how like even the cheapest houses, like the ones Christelle was selling in the valley, are like three million at the like the the cheapest. And they were like, oh, she just got like a three, like a. They were like acting like it was like no big deal. I'm like, oh my god, the dream. Yeah, yeah, that's just so funny. So, yeah, um, dancing with the stars, selling sunset. I, I mean, I think we. We did, we did everything. Yeah, there's a lot of TV out there right now. Thank God, right? Because I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We're just home doing quarantine I've things. Missed it. I've missed it very much. Yeah. I'm actually excited for January. There's a lot of shows coming back that I'm like very excited and ready. Everything's coming back. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I just hope they like don't. I hope with things not getting are getting so much worse in Hollywood that it's not like we're going to get two more episodes and then everything's going to be shut down again. And we're not going to be able to see. Because like it was almost a tease getting like two episodes of One Chicago. Chicago. And being like see you in a month. Two months. I like, know. So 2020 for them to be like, here's the premiere and here's the mid-season finale. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Just very, very apropos. So that's funny. So um, as always, listeners, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Tumblr, not so much because we still don't know how to make gifts, but whatever. Um, (laughs) It's Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. Follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gina Watches TV. Bryna? I'm at K 13 Emily, all the places we can find you on social and go. Yes, I am at Emily Longretta at all platforms. It's so easy. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Do people still go on Facebook? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I um, do. I don't know what this backlash is on Facebook. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I, I mean, I still do too. But yeah, mostly Instagram and Twitter at Emily Longretta. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was so fun. Thank you so much yes. for coming back and spending almost two hours with us. This is so much fun. <laughs> I love that we do this. It's a blast. I love it so much, guys. I wish we could do it in person, hopefully next year. Hopefully Hopefully in June. Hopefully in June. Fingers crossed. Yes, yes. Emily has a podcast also. Emily, where can we find that? I do. Every Tuesday, the Watch With Us podcast. It's on iTunes, Spotify. It's all over. Or go to usmagazine.com slash podcasts, and you'll see it there, too. So I talk about TV just like you guys do, breakdown TV, and then I also do interviews each week with different kinds of people. So. Yes. Yes. Check it out. So, Emily, stay safe. Have a great trip in LA. Have fun. So much. Wear your mask. Use hand sanitizer. Yeah. (laughs) Stay safe. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Bye, Emily. Have a good Christmas. Thank you too. Bye. Okay. So, um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us a rating and review if you'd like. That would be great. Um, Yeah. Um, I have no idea what we're covering next week. So, just. Hang in there. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend. Stay safe, wear your mask, all that good stuff. And we will talk to you then. Bye.